We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane, and it is game day. Lakers versus Wolves tonight in preseason action. I think we've got a really good one on our hands. We're going to get an idea of what Darvin Ham's actual regular season rotation is going to look like. We're going to finally get to see some of the pieces coming together. So I'm excited for this one, but more on that in just a minute. First, if you want to watch tonight's game directly with us, use my link down below for playback. That's where myself and Sean Davis, we will be breaking down the game on the Lakers Nation stream of Lakers versus Wolves. So again, use that link in the description. Come join us during the game. You can chat directly with us during the game. We'll be talking with other Lakers fans as well. It's a lot of fun. Great way to watch the game. We're all watching the same screen at the same time and enjoying the magic of shared experience. And then, of course, after the game, come right back here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, and we'll have our normal post-game show. If you're listening to the podcast version of this over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, I will put that link in the show notes for this one. So, again, check out the playback link and come join us during Lakers versus Wolves. Um, we've got a lot to get into today, a lot of things that we need to break down. I do want to mention this again. I do have my Substack that I've started up. I've uh, been writing there at least a few times a week, throwing out some stuff. Sometimes it's Lakers related, sometimes not, but you can go check that out, trevorlane.substack.com. Uh, that's my Substack, and I did write just yesterday about the Lakers, about the Anthony Davis situation, him playing center, what that looks like, why we're seeing the Lakers and a lot of other teams make these weird signings and then immediately cutting players and then signing other players that most people haven't heard of, why those things are happening. Also wrote a bit about that. As well, So go check that out again, trevorlane.substack.com. All right, let's get into Lakers versus Wolves tonight. We're going to preview this game. There's a lot of stuff to break down, but I think first, as far as the injury front goes, it sounds like the Lakers are going to be playing just about everybody. On the other hand, though, the Wolves are going to be without Rudy Gobert. We know that already. Still waiting to get a definitive status update on Carl Anthony Towns and whether or not they'll play him. But we do know uh, from John Krasinski of The Athletic that that Rudy Gobert will be rested for this game. So you're not going to get a full look at the Wolves tonight. And that makes me wonder, if there's no Rudy Gobert out there, does that make it more likely that we see 
Anthony Davis at the center position. So AD at center is something that Darvin Ham talked about uh, just the other day after practice, saying that that's something that they are are highly considering Anthony Davis potentially being the starting center for the Lakers. And I think, think that's a few things. I think first and foremost, the Lakers have just looked better with Anthony Davis at center. I think you can make the argument as well that statistically Anthony Davis himself has been better when he's played center instead of power forward. And I also think that Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant haven't done enough to really claim the job at this point. So if there's no Rudy Gobert out there, I think it makes it that much easier for the Lakers to go ahead and run Anthony Davis as their starting center. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of concerns, a lot of fear from Lakers fans about injuries. And there's this sense out there that Anthony Davis playing center is simply more dangerous than him playing power forward. He's more likely to get hurt playing center than power forward. I don't know if that's necessarily true when you look at the nature of his injuries that he's had. Would he be that close to the basket when he landed on Rudy Gobert's foot uh, last season and, and turned his ankle uh, so terribly? I remember his ankle touched the floor. That was, that was gross. But that injury, does that happen if he's a center instead of or a power forward instead of a center? Probably. It was on a fast break and he got thrown a lob. The other play, uh, he had a guy fall into his knee. It just kind of happened. I, I, I can't look at those things and say, these injuries occurred because Anthony Davis was playing center. And if he was playing power forward, he would have this, this magic shield around him that would protect him from all injuries because he's a power forward and not a center. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think that that idea is maybe a little bit overblown. We would have to do a little bit of research and find out how common injuries are to centers compared to, say, power forwards. There are certain sports where you can look at things and say, this position is just inherently more dangerous than other positions. Running backs in football get hurt more than wide receivers do. It's just, it's a thing. And, and looking at the way those two positions are played, yeah, you would assume that's going to happen. There is in general more contact in the center position in the NBA, but this also isn't the NBA of 20 years ago where you've got guys who are just kind of being thrown out there at, Sha at Shaquille O'Neal and he's just brutalizing them every night. You don't have that anymore. You don't have those big, physically dominant centers in the league. And when you are going up against those guys, I do wonder if we just see the Lakers say, okay, well, tonight, then Anthony Davis is going to start a power forward when you're going up against a Steven Adams or maybe a Yusuf Nurkic or Jonas Valanciunas or any of the other really powerful physical centers, the guys that like to really throw their weight around, maybe just for those matchups, you decide Anthony Davis is going to be the four. And for the other matchups where he's dealing with more of a skill-based big, like even say Nikola Jokic, who Anthony Davis has had success against in the past, you go ahead and you run him as the five. I do think that there's a little bit of versatility in the rotation to do that. But back to the point, with no Rudy Gobert on the floor, I do think it makes it that much easier for the Lakers to roll out Anthony Davis as the center in this one. So that's what I'm expecting to see is AD starting at the center Tonight, we'll see if that actually comes true, but it feels like that's the way Darvin Ham was leaning, or at least that's what he implied at practice the other day. Now, I also think that there's a really good chance that we see the real rotation, or at least something very close to it, as far as what Darvin Ham is planning to do once they get into games that count, regular season games. Here's what he said after practice a couple of days ago about this very situation and where the Lakers are at in preseason. Listen to what Darvin says here. Last one for me. Can you share yet how you attack these last two uh, We're going to be try to be as normal as possible. You know, it's time to start revving up. We'll have a normal shoot around um, on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, we'll sit down, sit down with the staff, and then we'll figure out, you know, the rotations and 
where we're going to mix and match different lineups and how long we're going to play guys, at what point, what segments of the game we're going to play guys. So, yeah, like the last two games will be pretty real in terms of how we're going to approach opening night. All right, that's my guy, Chris Geeter McGee of Spectrum Sportsnet, asking that question there. So Darwin is saying it's going to be pretty real these last two games of, of preseason. You've got the Wolves, and then you've got the Kings, and then we're into the regular season. We've seen LeBron rest games. We've seen Russell Westbrook rest games, Anthony Davis rest games. Last time the Lakers played the Wolves, they rested basically everybody, right? I mean, Kendrick Nunn, Patrick Beverly, everybody was sitting out for that one. So now with two games left, the focus for the Lakers it's going to be on building that chemistry. And in particular, we want to see the chemistry between LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. That's something we're going to be keeping an eye on. We've only seen them play all together in one game so far. That was the first game of preseason. That's the only game that each of them has played. And for that tiny, tiny sample size of minutes that they were on the floor together, there were some, some nice moments. There were some cuts from Russell Westbrook, some easy scores at the basket, things of that nature. It looked pretty good. So what I'm going to keep an eye on is those three players, assuming they are all a go, which again, that's what Darvin Ham is hinting at. I'm going to keep an eye on what the chemistry looks like between LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. Remember, Darvin Ham has been saying all summer how excited he is to have Russell Westbrook on the roster and he thinks he can find ways to make him fit. And this is going to be great. I want to see exactly what that plan is. And to give Darvin credit, look, I did think that Russell Westbrook looked more engaged off ball defensively. Not every possession there. Russ is in this weird stage that from what we've seen so far in preseason where he turns into good Russell Westbrook and you see him making some great decisions. And then every once in a while he slips, he slips back into the old version of Russ and you see him taking a 16 foot jumper with 18 seconds left on the clock or something like that. Or you see uh, a sloppy turnover, but those moments feel like they've been fewer than what we've seen in the past. And I did think, that for a Lakers team that has gotten a lot of flack for the lack of shooting, and rightfully so, there's not a lot of floor spacing out there, Darwin still came up with some pretty creative things in order to get Russell Westbrook the ball on the move, get him attacking the basket. Remember, all three of the stars have said that the idea now for them is to just be aggressive and that everything else will fall into place. Go into attack mode from the get-go. Don't worry about getting the other guys going. If you are aggressive as an individual, things will open up for everyone else, and that will just come organically. The open looks will occur. So that's what I'm looking for. Can these guys continue to be aggressive? What do the looks like look like for Russell Westbrook? What does Darvin Ham do in order to get him opportunities to get to the rim and then be a nuisance there, scoring the ball or kicking it out for easier looks for his teammates? Um, I also want to get a, get a peek at the starting lineup in general because whether or not Anthony Davis is, is at center, there's still questions. I mean, we can assume Russell Westbrook starts. We can assume LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to start. I think those are fair assumptions. If AD is at the center position, who are the other two starters? I think that's something that we're going to start to get an idea of exactly what Darvin Ham is going to do with these jobs. You've got opportunities here to put in a lot of different kinds of players. Kendrick Nunn has been very, very good in preseason, but I also like the things that he's been doing off the bench and his skill set, particularly scoring the ball as a guard, it tends to lend itself to a bench role, to being a microwave scorer type. You think of Malik Monk last year, right? Malik Monk uh, was very, very good scoring the basketball on a playoff team, though. I mean, the Lakers used him in the starting lineup, but in a playoff team, he's probably a sixth man off the bench. You think of a Lou Williams type role, Jamal Crawford, these guys 
who can come in and score the basketball. I think Kendrick Nunn can fill that specific role. So I don't know that we'll see him in the starting lineup, even though that seemed to be the idea coming into preseason. Remember the initial starting lineup with everybody healthy, with the exception of you know a few players like uh, like Dennis Schroeder wasn't in the country yet. You were still missing some guys out there, missing Lonnie Walker. Troy Brown Jr. will not be ready to go for the start of regular season. But Darvin Ham's initial idea was Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Damian Jones. As preseason's gone on, it feels like he's shifted away from that. And I think the lineup that we're probably going to see to start the season, this is my guess here, this is my guess, is that we're going to see Russell Westbrook. You're going to see at the two, Patrick Beverly, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Anthony Davis with AD at the five. I think that's a really good defensive unit. I think you've got some versatility there. There's going to be some question marks about the shooting. Can Reeves, can Patrick Beverly shoot well enough from behind the arc to make teams pay? But I think there's a lot of versatility with that lineup. So that's my guess as far as what we're going to see. Who knows what Darvin Ham will actually do. But we should start to get a peek at what the real starting lineup is going to be potentially with tonight's game against the Wolves. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. Who is it that ultimately wins that job? Does Lonnie Walker get some minutes starting at the two? Is it Reeves? What, what does this all look like? Juan Toscano Anderson, does he get into the mix? He's played some, some bright moments as well in preseason. So another thing to keep an eye on, that starting lineup. What does it look like? And then what does that tell us about, of course, the season starting up, which is now less than a week away? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another thing I'm going to be watching in this game, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I mean, six for nine from three, which is very nice. Last game helped the Lakers get a big win over the Golden State Warriors. Love to see it. This guy has an incredible story. He was literally working in a cemetery at one point and eventually played his way into the NBA. Uh, Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times had a great story about this, about how he kind of had to make a, a makeshift three-point line uh, using yoga mat foam in order to create an NBA three-point line for him to practice on at this gym that he was constantly working out in, doing everything he could to hone his shot. Look, here's the here's the, the thing with this, though. Shooters in general, when a guy derives most of their his value from shooting the basketball, his ability to shoot from behind the arc, that's not always a sticky skill, game to game. You can have a guy get hot for one game, two games, three games, five games, but they're not going to stay that way. They can go through cold streaks as well. And that's just kind of the, the nature of the beast, right? If a guy hangs his hat on defense and he's just a really good defender, well, you're going to have, what, let's say 100 possessions in a game, 
And that player, let's say that they play the majority of the minutes, they might have 75 opportunities in one game to show their value on defense, to show what it is that they bring, what it is that they're great at. Well, if you're a shooter, if your best skill is shooting the three, and that's what you do, you're a role player alongside LeBron James, and when the defense gets sucked in, the defense is paying too much attention to him, you're the guy that's going to get the ball swung out to him, you're going to shoot that three, that ball's not always finding you. You don't always have that shooting opportunity. Maybe in a game you're getting on average, you're probably not getting nine looks from three on, on average like we saw from Matt Ryan last game. Maybe you're getting six. So then if you're getting six attempts in a game, realistically you're talking about one or two misses or makes determines whether or not you had a good night, right? If you're one for six from three, you had a terrible night. If you're two for six, you're okay. If you're three for six, it was a great night for you. Now, Matt Ryan is going to have to prove a lot on the defensive end of the floor. He's going to have to show that he can stay out there. And he really is in a battle with Cole Swider, the rookie. I look at Matt Ryan and I see a lot of Cole Swider. They're very, very similar in terms of what they're trying to do. Both of them kind of bigger players. Matt Ryan, 6'7". Cole Swider, I believe he's about 6'8". So bigger wing size players who are going to give you three-point shooting. And then the question marks become, one, how efficient can they be from behind the three-point line? We know the Lakers need shooting. Then number two, what else can they do? Can they defend at a high enough level to not get picked on, to not get played off the floor? Can they pass the ball? Can they do other things out there that, that provide value with, of course, the biggest thing being the three-point shooting and the defense? You do those two things, everything else is, is really okay. So I really want to see what Matt Ryan can do on the defensive end of the floor. When I watch Matt Ryan play, and I compare him to Cole Swider, it really does feel like Matt Ryan is Cole Swider just a couple of years down the road. That It's like the development you can just see. He's had a little bit more time in the NBA system, played last season with the main uh, Red Claws, uh, which got turned into the, the main Celtics, uh, even played a game with the Boston Celtics last season. And when you watch him, particularly on the offensive end of the floor, watch how good he is at relocating. Watch how good he is. As soon as his defender turns their head, Matt Ryan makes sure that he goes somewhere else, that he moves, and he tends to move to the correct spot, to where whoever has the ball has the easiest pass possible to get it to him and get it to him in rhythm. And that allows him to take that shot, and he is a very high-percentage three-point shooter. So offensively, I think he's very good in terms of relocating, dropping to the level of the ball when need be, and then finding those openings to shoot that three. The question is defensively, can he do enough to stay on the floor? The Lakers do have an open 15th roster spot. Remember, it's going to cost them a lot of money, though, to put a player into that spot. It's going to cost when you add in the luxury tax payment that's going to be on top of just the veteran minimum payment, you're going to be talking at about $7 million that it would cost the Lakers to keep a player in that 15th roster spot. So I've been approaching this as though the Lakers would not use their 15th and final roster spot, that instead what they would do was leave that open. You also have more flexibility in trades if you have an open roster spot to potentially use. You can take back more players than you are sending out, so that can certainly matter. But if this team says, you know what, we really need shooting, they may just use that roster spot if they think Matt Ryan is that guy. I remember Darvin Ham after last game said Matt Ryan may have just won himself a job. I don't know if that job was with the Lakers, but if it was, they're probably going to have to use that 15th roster spot in order to keep him around. Again, my guess would be they leave that spot open, but let's see what he does tonight against the Wolves, what he does in the preseason finale against the Kings, because that could go a long way towards cementing his status. 
remember it was last season when Frank Vogel decided, yeah, we're not leaving the 15th roster spot open. Avery Bradley just popped free. Let's go get him. We need more defenders. Maybe we see a repeat of that here with Matt Ryan. If the Lakers decide they need shooting, maybe they decide to use that 15th roster spot. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, officially back. He's back in the country, got all his visa issues figured out, and he is now ready to go. He's been, he's been in practice with the Lakers. He's going to get some minutes tonight against the Wolves. How many minutes? We don't know. I think this is the one question mark about the rotation because we can basically pencil Dennis Schroeder in as the backup point guard on the Lakers. I think that there's a lot of familiarity already with the system because Schroeder spent so much time in Atlanta with Darvin Ham. There's some similarities between what he was running there and what he's trying to run here with the Lakers. So Schroeder shouldn't have that steep of a learning curve in order to get going with, with the Lakers here this season, but he's still going to need a little bit of time to ramp up. So I don't think we're going to see full force Dennis Schroeder in this game, but I do think we'll get a peek at how he combines with some of these players as Darvin Ham starts to figure out what his bench rotation is going to be. Again, I'm penciling in Dennis Schroeder as the backup point guard. We have not seen him play with the Lakers yet in preseason, but this should be his debut tonight. So interesting to see how he does. We know he's in shape, was playing in Eurobasket, was playing over for, for Germany. So he should be ready to go. The question is, how quickly can he fully get integrated into the Lakers system? But Dennis Schroeder, Back in purple and gold. Welcome back. All right, need to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this show, and that is No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player prop, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20X your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code LakersNation at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. All right, to wrap things up, Lakers versus Wolves tonight. This is going to be an exciting one. I can't wait to see that game again. Come join us over on Playback. But we need to discuss this rumor it came out, Stephen A. Smith over on ESPN said Draymond Green might very well find his way to your Los Angeles Lakers, to the purple and gold. Interesting thought from him. He said, this is from Stephen A. Smith, Draymond Green is expecting this to be his last year in Golden State. Now he wants to be a Laker. He ain't going to tell anybody that, but don't think I don't know. He'd prefer to be a Laker if he's got to leave Golden State. Again, it's Stephen A. Smith. That's uh, that. That's where this is coming from. Take that for what you will. Um, it's coming from. It's not coming from Adrian Wojnarowski or, or Shams Charania, who typically break like big NBA news. But that doesn't mean Stephen A. Smith isn't connected, right? So I'm not saying I doubt him here. Just saying it's not we're the big NBA newsbreakers or anything. But still, this idea that Draymond Green 
could wind up coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I, I've talked about some different trade scenarios where maybe the Lakers could try to trade for him if the Warriors decided, you know what, we're just, look, after this whole incident with Jordan Poole, we're just, we're not going to deal with this during this season. Let's finally move on from Draymond Green. Doesn't sound like that's the path they're going down. Last report suggests that he will be back with the Warriors on Thursday and probably plays in the regular season opener against the Lakers coming up again in less than a week. So when you've got that, that kind of checks that box of, all right, well, they're going to bring him back, right? It's not like they're going to keep him away from the team. So I don't see him jumping to the Lakers midseason. But there are some contractual issues here. We've heard the rumors that Draymond Green wants a max contract. Now, again, there's different versions of a max contract, but he wants a lot of money. And he's going to be 33 years old here. So I don't know for sure that the Warriors are going to want to pay him that. And then the Lakers are going to have, as of right now, unless they make some sort of a trade midseason, they're going to have a decent amount of cap space to use this summer. So could Draymond wind up being a target for them? Now, remember, he can still sign a new deal with the Golden State Warriors. That could happen, and then that would take him off the market. But I wouldn't go running around assuming Draymond Green is jumping to the Lakers next year. I wouldn't put him atop the Lakers wish list and free agency next summer or anything like that. What you do with this information is you just file it away. File it away because you never know when this is going to pop up again. For example, when the Warriors come to LA, you'd have to imagine that something like this will probably come up. Now, is Draymond really going to answer the question? Maybe, maybe not, but it will probably be brought up, right? So file this away for now. Keep it in mind because this is the kind of thing that can pop up again when we get to the trade deadline, when we get to next summer, where people start to question what, what's going on with Draymond Green and the Warriors. And we hear these little rumors starting now that he might be interested in jumping over to the Lakers once his time is up with, with Golden State. Now, again, most likely he winds up staying with Golden State. He's had a ton of success there, but just file it away that we're already hearing Draymond Green linked to your Los Angeles Lakers. And trust me, I've already seen Lakers Nation. Believe me, I've seen it. I've heard it. I've seen so many Lakers fans saying, we don't want to be the team to pay Draymond that money. We don't want to be paying him that money when he's 36, 37 years old. That's a mistake. Don't do this. Look, I'm not getting into what exactly the contract would look like or anything like that. I don't think it's worth trying to cross that bridge just yet. Just keep in mind that we've got an early indication that Draymond Green could have interest in becoming a Laker should he ultimately wind up parting ways with the Golden State Warriors. Something important to note, as we go through the season and we know the Lakers, as of this moment, that may change, but as of this moment, they're projected to have a decent chunk of cap space to play with next summer. All right, Lakers Nation. Tonight, Lakers versus Wolves. Going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Can't wait for this one again. Come join us. Over on Playback, we'll be live during the game, breaking everything down and chatting with you. And then right here on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, join us right after the game for the post-game show. Hope you come join us. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.